Mudra could have a new goaltending coach. It is Nicholas Backstrom. Not that Nicholas Backstrom. Can he fix whatever has been happening with the goalies in the Blue Jackets system? We're going to find out this season and also on today's episode of Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Here with me is, as always, my co-host, Hayden Hanson. And uh, we are super excited to invite you into where we discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this their first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, over on YouTube, and also on SiriusX. Um, it is a Saturday, but we are still here because the content does not stop just because it is the weekend and uh, the Blue Jackets just keep on doing things. Uh, it's not as big of a shift as kind of the last couple of weeks of news, but the Blue Jackets have finally named a goaltending coach. Uh, they have promoted Nicholas Backstrom, uh, the Finnish one, not the Swedish one, uh, to the official uh, head goaltending coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Previous to that, he was the European development goaltending coach. Uh, so he worked very closely with uh, Daniil Tarasov, who was actually playing in Finland in 2019-2020. Uh, and uh, he's also been looking at uh, Sergei Ivanov, who was Blue Jackets' fifth-round draft pick. Uh, not last season, but I believe the season before that. So uh, he is familiar with the Blue Jackets' young European goaltenders. And since they basically only have European goalies, he should be pretty familiar with uh, most of them. So uh, let's let's get right into it, Hayden. Uh, this signing is not necessarily unexpected, but I definitely wasn't super aware that Nicholas Backstrom worked for the Blue Jackets uh, previous to this announcement. So what do you what do you think? How do you feel about this? I know that we've the Blue Jackets have just gone from a deciding not to hire from within for the head coaching position, but they have decided to do it for their goaltending coach. How do you feel about that? I absolutely love this hire. Uh, the first thing I do when I see the Blue Jackets hire guy is look at his experience. And Nicholas Backstrom, while he is not the one in Washington, it's much better because he is the goaltender that played for the Minnesota Wild for nine seasons and then the 10th season in the NHL with the Calgary Flames. So he logged over 413 games of NHL experience. That's pretty, pretty solid for a guy that you're going to have come in, hopefully trying to teach some of these guys how to be a pro in the NHL. So he's got more experience than any of the players in the room, I believe, right off the rip. Yeah, I don't think Elvis is at that. No, he's not even close. So um, that's that's phenomenal. This is great. The Blue Jackets are doing things, putting guys in the right spot. Um, it's easy to see why Yarmo is connected with this guy. They're both from the same hometown. Again, another guy from Helsinki. It just seems like everyone's either from there or uh, – Tampera, I don't know the other one or how to pronounce the other one, but it seems like everyone's from there. Um, so this is great. It's 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 going to be a great culture fit, I'm sure, because we have Finns in the room. I'm really excited about this hire. I don't think there's any reason for a Blue Jackets fan to be upset when they saw that. 
yeah, I'm all for this guy. And uh, based off his coaching experience, uh, I think it's all good things, right? You said he was a, a scout for the European team. He was so he was the European development goaltending coach. So he would have worked with any of the Blue Jackets goalies from Europe that were drafted from there. And frankly, seeing what Daniil Tarasov did this season and last season, I feel pretty darn good about the way about I don't know how much influence Backstrom had on Tarasov's development, but he has gone from being just a guy to I think. A lot of goaltending experts I've talked to have said, hey, yeah, no, the Blue Jackets could have something really special with Tarasov here. So clearly something has changed, whether that's just that he got older and figured some stuff out, whether it's the work that Backstrom has done with him, whether it's, you know, any of the other uh, prospect development guys that the Blue Jackets have. Um, Blue Jackets, I know, place a lot of emphasis on their European prospects, whether that's because of Kekalainen himself being Finnish. But uh, yeah, this is, I think this is really fun. It's a really fun hire. Um, I know a lot of. I had one. I'm so sorry. I don't remember which what you what your name is on YouTube, but I had one uh, YouTube commenter that was like, "What if they get Patrick Waugh to be the goaltending coach?" And oh. like, I, I so admire your like optimism in this. Um, Backstrom is not as good as as Waugh for a goaltending hire, but he knows the position. He's played it well for a long time. Uh, he has two Olympic medals. He won silver in 2006. He won bronze in 2010. He's got a silver and a bronze medal in the World Championships. He's got a gold medal in the World Junior Championships way back in uh, 1998, just to make people feel uh, to make people feel old if they remember that. But this is a I like this higher. I think they they swung big with the head coach. I don't think they needed to swing big with the goalie coach. Um, the question is. What can he do with a goalie like Elvis, um, who has shown a lot of flashes of being a truly excellent goalie and has had, honestly, a really rough go of things in terms of his personal life? You know, he lost a very close friend. He lost his grandmother this season, I believe. You know, he's been injured a lot. It feels like every time Elvis has started to get his groove back, something new and horrible has happened to him. And so my question for, for the next segment, which we'll, we'll get to in a second, is what can Nicholas Backstrom do to help Elvis get his groove back? Um, and we're going to talk about that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, though, I've got to tell you all about eBay Motors, because for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. All you're going to do is add your ride to my garage, look for the green check to know the part will fit, or you're going to get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. We're talking goalies, which we haven't done in a while, which feels rude because we love goalies on this show um i think it's fair to say hayden the goalies need to be better than they were last season what do Uh, you think 
what do you think Nicholas Backstrom's like? Okay, he's been in Finland past however many years. He flies over to Columbus for preseason for training camp. What do you think is his first job as soon as he gets here? His first job is to try to turn Elvis back into what he was his rookie year, which was just a guy that was putting up shutouts night in, night out basis. I mean, that guy was absolutely elite. We thought, oh my gosh, we have the next, you know, we have the we have the next Andre Vasilevsky right here. Like we were amazed to have Elvis Mers Lincolns come out of the gate the way that he played. Whatever we can tap back into that guy that pitched, what was it? Was it six shutouts? I believe, it was five, I believe it was five shutouts in an eight-game stretch. Whatever we can do to tap in back to that guy, that's got to be the first thing that Backstrom is doing when he comes into the room because that goalie is in there somewhere. I don't know where it's at, but hopefully a guy like Backstrom can pull it out of him. Backstrom is a, a very qualified guy for that, by the way. I, I want to give him some more flowers on who he was as a goalie in Minnesota. During the 2008-2009 run that they had, he posted a 2.3 goals against average and was a runner-up in the Vesna, runner-up to Tim Thomas. Maybe you've heard of him, played for the Boston Bruins, uh, won a couple of Vesnas. So you can't really help the fact that Backstrom basically had a Vesna caliber season and just ran into Tim Thomas, who was Tim Thomas. So um, very, very frustrating, I'm sure, for him there. but. He's got the experience. He knows what it's like to string together a full season of consistent play like that. That is going to be crucial when going into a room with guys like Elvis Merz-Lincolns and Daniel Tarasov and even a guy like Jet Greaves. Like, how, how do I be a pro for a consistent stretch of a period? How do I be solid? How do I help win games? Like, how do I win games? How do I not get down on myself when I lose games? Hopefully, Backstrom, after 21 years of, of uh, playing experience in the pros, um, not just in the NHL, but over in uh, over in the Finnish League, hopefully he can bring some of that to the table because Elvis is a guy that we need to pull it out of him. Somewhere in there, there is that guy that had five shutouts in eight games. He just needs to be more consistent. Backstrom is definitely if he's if it's not Backstrom the guy to figure it out then it is Patrick Waugh and unfortunately that is just too unrealistic to get him to be a goaltending coach for the Blue Jackets so I think Backstrom's the guy to pull it out of him and I'd love to see that that's the first thing he's going to do when he lands is how do I get the five shutouts and eight games Elvis Merzlikens that's what I need yeah it's tough because goaltending is and this is not news to anyone goaltending is like I would say 95% mental. Um, and Elvis has suffered some injuries over the past couple of seasons, but I don't, like, from what I've seen, from what I've, like, watched of his game, which has been, you know, a fair amount. I watch a lot of Blue Jackets games. Who's surprised? Um, his physical ability is there, you know? He, you see flashes of, like, I always call it vintage Bobrovsky. You know, those, like, cross-crease lunging saves where the goalie stick goes one way and he goes the other and somehow makes the save, you know? Like, you see that. And so he has that. I think all, I think all of Elvis's issues are in his head, which is tough. And that's not to say that they're not real. Like, that's the mental health is, is a big thing. Mental health in sports is a huge thing, especially for goaltending, especially for a goalie who's playing on a bad team and a goalie who is not playing up to his potential. So to me, 
if Nick Backstrom can come to Columbus and can, I don't know, get Elvis a different sports therapist or just like a regular therapist or, you know, he has to fix the mental holes in Elvis's game. And then I think you will start to see way more of the three, that five shutout in eight games, Elvis, that we saw. Um, it's... It's tricky because sometimes the, the players who are the best players are not the best coaches and are not the best people to say, hey, do it this way. That's how I did it. Because sometimes they don't know how they did it. They just do it, you know? But I think Backstrom, in my mind, falls into very good goalie, not world beating, you know? And I think that was, we've, we've talked about this before in terms of Gretzky coaching. And, you know, the best player doesn't necessarily make the best coach. Look at Gretzky. But I think a lot of the issue there is that sometimes a player is so good, they don't know how to explain the thing that they just did. They just do it. I think Backstrom was a good goalie, but was not, you know, he, his, he was a Vesna runner-up. Um, he was never a Vesna winner, I don't believe. You know, so I think he probably sits on that line of good enough to know what the right move is and also good enough to explain it to somebody else, if that, if that makes sense. He's just a guy who has played NHL hockey and knows what it's like to go through times where the fans are blaming you for losses. And it does, like, I don't know, just watching this past playoff run that Sergei Bobrovsky went on, you kind of need this just, I don't care that that just happened mentality, I feel like, when you're a goalie. I can't speak on this, Jay. You can a lot more because you actually have played goalie before. I, I have, in fact, never put on the pads and stood between the iron and taken a puck. It's just been just street hockey goalie. That's it. So it's really nothing at all. But I feel like, as a goalie, you have to somehow just tune out what just happened, you know, and somehow get more – you can be mad that something happened – but not let it break you. And I feel like Bobrovsky, this playoff run, was the prime example of that. Just, you know, yes, would, the t- would he give up a back-breaking goal? Sure. But he didn't give up the next one. And I don't know what it is I, that Nicholas Backstrom can share with Elvis that will make that click for him that, hey, I gave up that past goal, but that's that past goal. I can stop this next one. Because I'm sure... A little bit as a couple shots start to go by and you start to let in a few at the beginning of a game, it starts to feel like, wow, I'm Swiss cheese. Like, I can't block anything. Like, I'm sure that's like the worst feeling in the world as a goalie. Pull that out of him. Get that negative energy out of him. I feel like with with Backstrom coming in and, and Yarmo already being here and Patrick Laine being in the room, like – Clearly, he's going to have some comfortability level as soon as he arrives. Like, it's not like he's showing up into a new situation. So, just all you got to do is is teach our guy how to be a pro. How to be a goldfish is uh, what. Yes. So, I, I, Kat Silverman, who is a wonderful, wonderful goalie expert and the smartest person I know about goalies, says that the most important thing about being a goalie is that sometimes you've got to be a goldfish. Just forget. Gotta remember, if it happened more than 12 seconds ago, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Which is how I live my general day-to-day life because I never remember <laughs> anything that happened more than twelve seconds ago. But yeah, it's you have to be able to shake off the last save or the last goal and make the next save, you know. And I think that that you saw that a lot with Elvis this season is he would give up one, maybe two goals, and then boom, gone. His head's gone, you know. And that's such a tough aspect to uh, 
to train out of a goalie. I will say, I just took a quick peek at uh, Nick Backstrom's uh, career NHL stats. Um, he went 196, 144 with 50 um, overtime losses in his career. He had a 914 save percentage, but then you go and you look at his playoffs in the NHL. He played 11 playoff games. He won three of those, and he had a 911 save percentage. So he that that to me feels like a really good guy to, hey, sometimes the team in front of you is going to be bad. Doesn't matter. Be the best goalie you can be. You know, and yeah. it's, it's so tough. And I feel like I have been guilty of this as well to look at this team and be like, well, of course the goaltending was bad. The defense was bad. And, you know, I think it's it's kind of a, a what, what what's the, the, the word I want? It's kind of like a, a, a catch 22. It's like a snake eating its own tail. You know, where yeah. does, where does one stop and the other begin? You know, is it that the goaltending was bad, making the defense look bad? Or was it that the defense was bad, making the goaltending look bad? And honestly, I think it's both, but I think if he can get Elvis to a point where you just, you ignore the defense, just play your game. Then I think we're going to see Elvis's numbers kind of increase. And I think that's, that's, I think the best thing for him is just pretend he's the only one out there. And sometimes he will be because this team is like this sometimes. Having having a good goaltending room is like a shortcut to the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. final. It really is. It really is. I mean, what Aiden Hill just did for the Vegas Golden Knights like that, that, and that was deep in their room. He was a, I believe, a third. He was the third guy on their list going into mm-hmm. this year, and look what happened. So, not only is it about what Nicholas Backstrom can do to Elvis, but what can he do to Daniel Tarasov? I, I mean, that's clearly something that he, that's clearly there's already a relationship there because he may have scouted him or coached him in the developmental part of of bringing him over. That's great. That's great. Let's build on that. Um, because it could be Tarasov, it could be Elvis Merz-Lincolns. There's, there's very much a battle. There is very much a battle. Because Elvis Merz-Lincolns, to me, yeah, he, is he getting paid? Is it his spot? No. No, it is not his spot. He is not one of the guys that we're talking about when we talk about this Blue Jackets team going on a run, being like, oh, it's because we got him. No, this position has tons of issues, and we've let it have issues since we've lost Bobrovsky. Um, and it, we've basically been blinded by the fact because Elvis came out of the gates and was hot right away. Um, but ever since then, he's been pretty bad. And sure, are there excuses? Absolutely. No pro should, no player, no person should go through the things that he has had to go through. But in the, at the end of the day, if he's not getting the job done, it's time for the Blue Jackets to move on. And I, nobody wants that to be the case. Elv- everybody wants Elvis to work out in Columbus. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's going to be interesting. Goaltending, I think, is going to be the position that I'm going to be looking at the closest as we kind of go through the offseason. I'm super excited to, when we finish our forward reviews and defense reviews of the, the last season, we're going to get into the goaltending ones, and I'm super excited to talk about them. Um, but we're going to move on now because uh, someone on the Blue Jackets has a shiny new contract extension so we are going to talk all about josh dunn who i believe we just talked about like two weeks ago deserving a new contract so uh, we're going to talk about that and what that means for his future with the team in just a second here on locked on blue jackets (laughs) 
Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. Uh, let's talk about Josh Dunn, who uh, is a 24-year-old restricted free agent. He has been re-signed to a one-year contract extension. He is going to be making 775k in the NHL, 125k in the minors. So it is a two-way contract, which just in case people don't know, a two-way contract does not mean uh, that he can play in both the NHL and the AHL. A two-way contract means that he is paid a different amount based on which league he is in. And I feel like that's a thing that gets that gets mixed up constantly, so I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, he is, I believe, still waivers exempt. I am going to double check that because I've been wrong before. Um, but I I like this a lot as a as a trade. I think this uh, makes se- as, as a trade. Excuse me, I'm very tired. Um, <laughs> I'm very tired. I think this makes sense as a uh, as a contract. He is not waivers exempt. Excuse me. So he, I believe. We'll have to go through waivers to get to the monsters. Um, I can't imagine anyone picking him up at this point unless someone decides to take a flyer on him. Um, I like this contract a lot. I think it's another one of those um, that we talked about with the Trafix Blansky season review. It is a show-me contract. It's one year, under a mil. I fully expect Josh Dunn to be on the monsters for most of this season, but there is that potential that if he goes out has a hot start to the preseason. He could be he could be on the this NHL roster. Uh, how do you feel about well, this contract, Hayden? Well, it's you know it's ironic that we sit here and we talk about how much goaltending needs fixed. I mean, center is definitely a spot that has needed fixed for years for the Blue Jackets. So there is always a open lane for anybody to succeed and make their make their self noticed. And certainly, Josh Dunn has made coaches in the Blue Jackets organization uh, turn their eyes to him because he's such a big guy. He's six foot four um, and he moves with some speed. He scored a lot of, he had a lot of points this past year with the monsters. So um, Blue Jackets fans should be very, very excited to see him stay for what you said was another year. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know this contract had happened until you brought it up. So this is my no, I, first reaction been, to it. It has not been announced officially. Um, it was announced on Puckpedia, and it is also on Cap Friendly. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and assume that that's correct because Cap Friendly has never steered me wrong before. Um, so he signed an entry level, co- a two year entry level contract in 2020 um, for 925, and he's taken a little bit of a hit this season with uh, this this next contract, which I think makes sense. Um, this feels like this is a a low risk contract like it it is easy they can basically bury it in the minors if they have to and if they don't have to then hey there's your fourth line center and he's making under a million dollars yeah it's been fine it's been if that's the the plan for him certainly there's absolutely no harm because just the frame that he has six foot four there's a lot that NHL coaches would be like, hmm, let's see if that develops a little bit more because that could be juicy. Um, and that's what the Jackets are kind of playing for here. They're just trying to cover their bases, give these guys prove-it contracts to hopefully get one of them to to blossom into something juicy. And Josh Dunn certainly has, like I said, he has the frame. But until he does something with it, I can't for sure say that he's going to have a full-time spot here. He's only played 14 games in a Blue Jackets uniform 
and he hasn't logged a point yet. So he has yet to get comfortable playing at the NHL level. But again, has he had enough shakes, 14 games? Eh, that's kind of the same as Trey Fix Wolanski, right? He just really hasn't had a to- whole ton of action. But he's going to have to somehow, when he does get that action, make some do because until he gets some points and until he shows some offensive creativity or some stellar defense, but especially shows some offensive creativity, um, he's not going to, he's not going to have a chance to play for the blue jackets. But if he does show some offensive creativity and he does show some good defense in these, in this upcoming season, when he does get his chances, then he will be looked at for a full-time spot because the blue jackets are always looking for centers and he's young. I believe he's 24. So Mm -hmm. Same age as Fix Wolanski. It's time to go, dude. It's time to go. They both exist in that. I feel like the Blue Jackets' top six is basically set. You know? Um, I don't expect any surprises there. The bottom six, I feel like, is up for grabs. You Mm -hmm. know? There's a couple of guys. Like, Sean Corrales is going to have a a roster spot next season. Um Eric Robinson is probably going to have a roster spot next season. Like Jack Rostovic, if he's there, will have a roster spot next season. But Josh Dunn, and again, Trey Fuchs-Wolanski, like we talked about, um, next week we're going to talk about Carson Meyer and Mikhail Poutier. They all exist in that kind of bubble of, I feel like the Blue Jackets have, what, like 15, 20 guys that could be in the bottom six. And at that point, unfortunately, it's who's playing the best, who wants it the most. And... Josh Dunn, to me, similar to to Trefix Polanski, he plays the game like it could be his last NHL game, you know? And I think that's a really valuable commodity for a guy that probably will will be a uh, bottom six guy. He doesn't have an NHL point yet. He played eight games this season, no points. Played six games uh, a couple of seasons ago, no points. Um all eyes are on are on him. It's time for him to take control of uh Take control of his own future. And like Fix Wolanski, who we're only using because we recorded uh, his season preview. Uh, that episode came out a couple of days ago. Um, I think he's he's one of those guys that I think if he wants it, it's his. He just has to want it enough. And that's been kind of the problem, right, is the Blue Jackets have had so many of these guys come up and get a couple shakes in NHL games. But when they get out there, they just – act like they don't belong or they act like they feel like they got a pity invite to play in the NHL. Like, no buddy, like, no, you are on, you are putting an NHL Jersey on tonight. You are representing the Columbus blue jackets. And if you play good enough, you can stay up. Like that's how it goes. Like when you come up here and if you play good, you get to stay. And it's just like, man, I don't know what it takes to get some of these guys to wake up and realize that, Hey, if I just do a little bit, if I can just, log a point or two maybe that will you know help me stick around but again nothing for josh done so far as what he's done at the nhl level it's all purely based off what he's done with the monsters which has been some good stuff he's been a good two-way center for cleveland um he was last year so i'm excited to see what he can do again but again though he needs to get over that hump of getting comfortable in the nhl and he needs to he needs to log some stats Exactly. Uh, it's it's a good contract. I don't hate it. 
Um, it's about what I expected for Josh Dunn. Again, I see. I think we're going to see a lot of those kind of you know seven hundred and fifty to eight hundred k contracts for one year come through for those guys. That like I, said, I can't remember all of the guys off the top of my head, but I know Carson Mayan is new contract. Pixelanski needs new contract. Um, you know, guys like that. I think it's going to be this. We're going to see a lot of these one-year contracts. And so, hey, congratulations to Josh Dunn for being the first to to get it over the over the hump, as it were. I assume it'll be officially announced at some point, probably twelve minutes before we uh, release this episode. Yes. If yeah. it, and we're all out here talking about speculation and how nothing's confirmed yet. But just as a heads up, we are recording this at about three p.m. on Thursday. So <laughs> yes. if it gets announced between then and uh, when you're listening to this, it's not our fault. We didn't know. Um, but that's kind of that's what we got for today. Uh, no episode tomorrow because it is Sunday. Uh, Monday, we are going to be uh, bringing you a conversation that we recorded this weekend with uh, Joshua Rosa, who is the Blue Jacket expert for Dobber Prospects. And uh, we're going to be talking about Jordan DeMay. We're going to be talking about James Malatesta. We're going to talk about Luca Del Bell Belouz. We're going to be talking about all those guys and probably more. So if you want to get the lowdown on which prospects could be with the Blue Jackets next season, which prospects are probably going to be in the Monsters, and uh, some surprise names that may, uh, may be unexpected for where they are playing next season. Make sure you tune into that next week. I've been Jake Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at HaydenH971 on Twitter. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email us at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day every single day. Uh, Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available basically wherever uh, you, you listen to your podcast. We're on YouTube. We're on Sirius XM. And we will be back with you on Monday. But until then, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>